Talk Through Recording Podcast, episode 165. Our guest tonight, Sophia Lynch. Steinway in the foyer fell apart at age 15. I remember how you played it, hands connected at the keys. I thought he must know everything. Just a scholar, not an artist, cause it doesn't pay the bills. Frank Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, you listen to them still. Guess I never had a chance to climb a different hill. Think that it's alright That the pieces fell Exactly how they're meant to lay It wasn't long to realize That I never had a chance Turning out some other way Everything I do is because of you Taking all your cues My mentor and my muse See you as a kid armed with only words Stepping off the train too naive to hurt So I thank God you got out of Gettysburg Get together as a family in the house you used to own And my mother swears it's haunted cause it smells like your cologne Pennsylvania always felt like home And the Steinway in the foyer was converted to a desk Now it sits there in the shadows, only dust would play it next You'd still correct its form cause you know best think that it's alright that the pieces fell exactly how they're meant to lay it wasn't long to realize that I never had a chance turning out some other way everything I do is because of you taking all your cues my mentor and my muse See you as a kid armed with only words Stepping off the train too naive to hurt And I thank God you got out of Gettysburg Put your life on a map, see where it leads All paths go back to me, wishing I could go Complete your regrets Your unfinished melodies And I try to be alright Cause I know what you gave up To give me a chance at this life I didn't mean to decide But my soul is running for it Got my mind in both my hands tied Everything I do is because of you Taking all your cues My mentor and my muse See you as a kid, 1944 Music in your veins, chasing after more So I thank God Great job, Sophia! My goodness. Hi, how are y'all? And we're we're that great awesome. now. Oh, right? yeah. That's yes. a good a good way to start a Monday night. Heck yeah! It is yeah Monday. Oh, that was excellent. Beautiful songwriting. Be, I mean, just so um, visual. You know, love it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Love it. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, and I listened to 
a lot of your songs on like Spotify, mm-hmm. and I love the production of those. So I was wondering how it would translate to like mm. acoustic, but yeah, it was amazing. No need to wonder, huh? No, <laughs> no, it was awesome. It's always my goal. I always want when I'm like recording or collaborating with producers, I really want to make sure that all of the songs or the final product, the final master is still going to sound good if it's stripped down acoustically. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that approach. Certainly does. Well, before we get started, I got I got a uh, shout out to my my buddy Bobby on the route. We got some special bourbon tonight, so Ooh. cheers! Thank you for driving in. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. My my beautiful bride over there on the uh, on the ones and twos on the cam. Thank you, babe, for filling in. Cheers, 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 Brent, with your yeah, water, coffee, <laughs> coffee. Okay, there you go. S three. say? Hey, man. That's uh, that's the software company for my GIS software at work. I got that at the conference oh. last year. I guess we should say also, this is Brent's first time uh, in a hosting seat. He's usually over in the corner. Heck yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm moving up at Top Hill. Man, I'm usually the that. guy behind the scenes <laughs> over there. Right, well, you do that to yourself, though, because we'd always want you up. But, you know, you're, uh, you're like, oh, just, just stay behind the scenes, which I understand. Yeah, I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. You're a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Not going to go easy on you just because it's your first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sophia, uh, what we always ask the first-timers here is just kind of take us back to your earliest memories of music, even back to childhood? And when did you know it was going to be important to you and something that you wanted to do for uh, your life? Well, I come by it, honestly. Both my parents are manufacturing engineers. Um, no, but what? my my mom... When they she... manufacture <laughs> guitars? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but my dad played in marching band in high school. He's always loved music. He's always loved musical theater. He took me to plays as a kid. My mom is and was and still is an opera singer. And she is just oh, wow. much more talented than I could ever be. Um, but both of them didn't want to pursue music. They wanted to have a family. Um, I don't think they really wanted me to pursue music, if I'm being honest. Um, but I wore them down eventually. Yeah. Um, I started singing when I was about five years old. And I started playing guitar when I was nine. And from there, I always loved writing. I knew that I wanted to write songs. Um, I recorded my first EP when I was 14 so that I could take it up to Nashville for an open mic night. And you you grew up in Murfreesboro? I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, close. Close enough, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Columbia, (laughs) South Carolina. No kidding. Okay. My mom, when I was... When I was 13, I told her, Mom, can I go to Nashville? Mom, can I go? Mom, we should go to Nashville. Hey, Mom, have you heard of this town called Nashville? It's really cool. Um, (laughs) And she told me, she said, Sophia, fine. I will take you if you write 50 songs. And she thought that that was her get out of jail free card. She was like, this 13-year-old is never going to do that. And I came back to her a month later and I said book the hotel now. I finished my songs, Mom. Oh, that's (laughs) crazy. Gosh, 50 songs. I mean, looking back at them, how, how... do you judge them? What do they what do they sound like? I try not to judge them too harshly, but it's it's hard not to. I definitely wouldn't. I'm definitely not playing them on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know that is um, that is super young to be writing as much. I think nine years old is when you started writing, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. you started singing at five, writing at nine, playing. When did you start playing guitar? I was nine. So, so guitar and writing kind of came together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what were you? I remember seeing a little bit of influences, but what were you listening to? What was inspiring you to want to uh, like pursue this? I think like a lot of girls who were born in the early two thousands, Taylor Swift in her country era really inspired mm-hmm. me a lot. That was when I knew I wanted to play guitar. I had taken piano lessons as a kid. Um, but I I saw her writing her own music, singing her own songs. Um, and I I thought, oh my gosh, I have to do that. I didn't even know that was that was a job. <laughs> um, well, she was doing it 14. You exactly. know, she was so young. And I really feel like um, getting to... Just to, uh, just to be writing at such a young age, who who all were you listening to? Okay, sorry about that. You okay, I'm surprised I remember them. the question. What are you talking about? I really had to think about it myself. You stumped <laughs> me yeah, for a exactly. second. 
I had um my parents just listened to tons of music growing up. I listened to Dave Matthews Band, which inspired me. He's a great guitar player. Uh-huh. Um, growing up, I went to a Phoebe Bridgers concert with my dad in 2017 okay. when she opened for Ryan Adams, and that was just seeing her perform at that age was a really formative experience for me. Getting to see like other young songwriters succeeding, all of those like Phoebe Bridgers, Sarah Bareilles, Taylor Swift, all of those people have really influenced me. Mm. Female songwriters are. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because I have a daughter that's your age. She's and she grew up listening to Taylor Swift, and uh, because of my wife Paramore, and, and uh, like these powerful uh, female influential songwriters and musicians, which I always like because I'm I'm straight out of the book too. I love music. I listen to everything, and Taylor's always uh, just been such a such an incredible, incredible songwriter at such a young age. And just like kind of listening to that first song, um, that doesn't, you don't get that by liking somebody. You know, that takes time and and ironing out the craft and, and continuously, it has to. You, you can't, I don't think many people can write like a song like you just wrote. Come with the structure and melody lines like that. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it was was beautiful. So like, where, uh, how how new was that last song that you wrote? I wrote Gettysburg about five, about five months ago. So it's pretty new. It hasn't been recorded yet. I wanted to play it for you guys because I knew that you kind of, I listened to some of your other episodes. Totally internet stalked you before I got here. Um, (laughs) But I know that you guys ask about like, about what draws you to music and that song is about is about my grandfather and was, about how yes. he played piano um and he was a really influential figure in my life just teaching me how much he loved music he passed that on to his son my dad um my whole family even though there've there's been no one else who's pursued it as a career my whole family loves music and that's that's how I grew up I grew up at concert venues that's what my parents spent their disposable income on Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really have just I love the craft. It's it's what I spend all my time doing now. It's mm-hmm. it's the best. So also a lefty we noticed, right? Two in a row. Two That's crazy. Row. That's yeah. I like that guitar also. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, tell us a little bit That's about awesome. that. Thing. Yeah, I want to hear about so that. So this is actually my first guitar. Um okay. I bought it with said grandfather when <laughs> I was ten. 10 because no my kidding. first guitar I got it, it was a three quarter inch guitar that my parents paid for then I started doing gigs and saving my own money so then I could buy my own guitar <laughs> so I went with my grandfather he found a store with a left handed guitar this is um, a Washburn Ooh, and like eventually I got another guitar I got a Taylor which I also love but I've always loved my first guitar so I asked my friend in high school which maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe it could have ended badly. I asked her to paint it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. She nailed it. Yeah, and that's, she did that's amazing. Cool. Just one of the most talented people. Her name is Ann Heiler, and she's still Shout in out South Carolina. Ann yeah, that's cool. And she's, yeah, she did incredibly. I can still play it. <laughs> that's the most <laughs> important part. Exactly. The painting's no, amazing. I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I had my friend. She's going to paint my guitar. And my dad said, you let her do what? Mm-mm. But I got it back and it was great. <laughs> so. nice. It's like dad either paint, I was told her she could either paint the guitar or give me a tattoo. Which one do you want? <laughs> Is the yeah, guitar exactly. cool? Yeah. All right, sweet. So uh, have, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I have to ask, so the 50 songs that you wrote that young with not a lot of life experience, I guess. So how, where did you draw inspiration for themes for the songs or? I I did write a lot at that time about like about what was happening in my life or kind of what I imagined I wanted my life to look like as I got older. And, you know, I wrote about relationships that I had never been in and places that I'd never gone to. Um, But I'd planned to. I wanted to. Um, So when I was writing those songs, I think some of them, I'm obviously proud of them, but some of them lack that that authenticity that comes with lived experience. but it was cool to, I feel like I very quickly got my, not my worst songs out of the way. I, I hesitate <laughs> to call them my worst songs, but I feel like I got my like my early ideas out of the way very quickly. So I was able to kind of graduate onto more complex themes at a younger age. 
That's that's interesting though, because I think most people write based on actual life experience. But that's interesting to hear you say like you're kind of thinking forward of what you want your life to be or places you want to go. That's that's cool. Well, so, yeah, it's different. It's probably yeah. like it has to do with that stage in life too. Fourteen, thirteen. You're such a dreamer because you know, number one, you're in finishing middle school. Middle school is always a nightmare. It doesn't matter if even <laughs> even a good experience is a nightmare in middle school. Um, and, and, but you're you're like, and, and we we talked about last last week, I think, about being twenty one, twenty two, probably like right where you are now, on the cusp of finishing college. Um, and, and really dialing into who you are, uh, as, as what you're going to do with, with life and all these realities uh, of things to where when you're 13, there is no reality. Mm -hmm. It's complete Mm -hmm. dreamer mentality. So it's interesting to see, do you ever look back at those songs? Cause sometimes it's hard to even look back at that stuff, but do you look back at that or listen to something or like read lyrics and, and remember where you were and how big your eyes were to the world at that point and how new everything was? Yes. Every time I will go back and I'll listen to, I try not to listen to my old stuff too much because I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a little too mean to my younger <laughs> self. She doesn't deserve that. Um, but um, I'll go back and listen or I'll go back and find old songs on my drive. And I can remember where I was when I wrote all of my songs. I was mostly in our in our guest room in this little house in the suburbs in Columbia. Um, I remember what I was feeling. I remember who I wrote it about. If I had a crush on somebody, and then I wrote a song about how we were like married in an alternate life, like delusion, <laughs> delusional behavior. <laughs> um, but I, I remember all those feelings. And when you're when you're a teenager, even still, I still feel this way now. Like you feel things so intensely, uh-huh. and you f- think that the way that you are feeling in that moment is gonna last forever. And I think that a lot of like emotionally powerful songs can come from that, even if lyrically they, I mean, they were written by a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm speaking of lyrics and written, you want to play us another one? I would love to. Yeah. All right, tell us, uh, tell us what you're going to play us. All right. This song is actually out right now. It's called Lately. It's the title track off of my f- debut album. I put that out in 2020 when I graduated high school. Um, Jeez. So, so yeah, this one, this one is about a real experience, about real high school drama. So <laughs> you, can, right. you can enjoy all of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I get excited when you cancel our plans And I don't understand why you don't understand I don't like kissing you or holding your hand And I don't understand why you don't understand And it's not hard to let you go But how am I supposed to let you know I'm not in love with you lately Do you care that who you used to be is fading? It's not fair, stop making me feel like I'm crazy If we fail, I'm not in love with you lately Baby, I'm not in love with you lately got opinions with your head in the sand and I don't understand why you don't take a stand it's not my job to make you feel like a man and I don't understand why you don't understand and it's not hard to let this go but how am I supposed to Lately, baby, I'm not in love with you lately. Oh, 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 oh,
out hard to let you go But how am I supposed to let you know I'm not in love with you lately Do you care who you used to be is fading? It's not fair, stop making me feel like I'm crazy to write a hook. My goodness. Thank you so much. My goodness. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, are you are are you getting ready to graduate from college? Is that where you're at in life yeah, right now? Yeah, I will be done in like two weeks. Two weeks? Mm. Yeah, Congratulations. It's, it's a little scary. It's that's very huge. exciting. I'm moving to downtown Nashville so oh, that I won't be in I the hope Murfreesboro you got some roommates. anymore. I d- <laughs> Believe me, I do. <laughs> I'm working at a management company now in Nashville, which is exciting. Um, so that at night I can do stuff like this. So, what are you? Uh, what What are your plans right now as far as music goes? Did and what did you? If you don't mind, what uh, What are you getting your degree in? Is it music related or is it business related? So what? What is- I am getting a commercial songwriting degree. That's so unbelievable. That is, that is what I studied. I got a minor in classical music studies to get some of that that opera itch out that I inherited from my mom. That's um, awesome. But yeah, so I majored in commercial songwriting, was able to take a lot of music business classes um, that will hopefully help me as I, I keep trying to play more shows, reach new listeners. And then in order to pay rent, I'm working on the business side of the industry, which is really exciting. I was going to say that has to be huge for you anyway as a songwriter and an artist. I mean... I would almost think you have a leg up as far as being able to know this that side of it by the end of this. I'm sure you're being new. Are you new into that side of it? That are you interning right now? Or I have done so. I'm actually wrapping up my um, internships. I had one at a studio in Nashville, and then one at a publishing company in Nashville, and that actually led to my current job at the management company. Um, it has been. It was so surreal getting to. Or maybe surreal isn't the right word. Um, getting to work at these different companies, having different experiences. Um, I was at the studio that I interned at, and Keith Urban walks in. And so just like, like and I think and, you mean Keith Urban. Yeah, Keith. <laughs> 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 and you just have to be cool. Um, so those kinds of experiences, like getting to do that through my university, I felt so lucky to be able to do, and I am. I'm so glad, Mom, if you're listening, I'm so glad you made me go to college. <laughs> really, I really didn't want to go. And she was like, that's too bad. Well, <laughs> and I'm I'm so glad that I went. I met so many people that I still collaborate with now. Um, I met so many professors that have really helped me with my own artistic journey. And I've just gotten so many cool opportunities from from being at MTSU, which is Shout out. It's a cool school. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine, um, number one, being your mom on the other end of that, thinking, you know, make, knowing that music is doable if you do it the right way. And to do it the way that you did it and, and her kind of putting you in the position and making you do that is is great for you now. Because like mm-hmm. you said, it's put you in such a interesting position and point in your life uh, to to start in that company uh, or starting with that management company and and are you going to so what is envisioning like the next year of your life okay you graduate in two weeks you're free of all the the study time and having to worry about all that you are focusing on your the 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 6 p.m on stuff Mm-hmm. So what what does that look like for you? What do you envision that? Do you envision it being on the strip or or off the strip doing original stuff or or 
all of it. What is it? What are you what are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm working on a couple of things right now. I'm I'm working on an album or an EP depending on how many songs I decide to end up cutting. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm hoping that that's going to be the first single is going to be out in June, which is really okay, exciting. Okay. It's called Kill the Queen. Um and is and this I'm, the first release since since 2021? 21. 21. So okay. it'll be yeah, it'll be over 2 years and it's been it's been hard not releasing music. And yeah. I've been like a little sad about it. So I'm really excited to to get back into that, play more shows to promote my music. Um, and then as I keep working on this album, I'm hoping that it's going to be out by the end of 2023. And, you know, just continue to play shows. I'm hoping to go on tour in the next couple of years, opening okay. for um, a larger act. That's something that me and my manager are working on right now. Um, she really wanted to come tonight. She couldn't be here. She's very oh, sad about it. Oh, I wish um, she could be here. But yeah, really just hitting the ground running with every strategy I can to make sure that as many people that would want to hear my music have the opportunity to. Yeah. So you just got done uh, playing the Bluebird, which is, a, I think anybody that would be listening to this podcast probably knows what the Bluebird is. Oh, but yeah. if you don't, Bluebird Cafe... Just a legendary spot um, in Nashville for, I don't know, what, 50 years now? 60 years? Who knows? Was, yeah. We've been down. We've done the Bluebird thing before, and it's just, it's it's different to be able to play it. So what is it like to be, to have like a feature spot in a songwriting collab? What, what, what was it, Songwriters Night? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, it was a Writers Night ASCAP does one night a month where they feature songwriters. So they did an MTSU songwriters night. Um, So my songwriting professor reached out to me and asked if I would be interested. He said, hey, would you want to do that? I said, of course. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How many songs did you get to do? I got to do four songs. I played Gettysburg. Um, I played Lately. I played Kill the Queen, which you guys will hear. Nice. and I just had the most amazing experience. I'd played there for an open mic night when I was younger. And I it was on the stage. But when you're when you're in the round at the Bluebird, there are tables on the stage. And instead you're in the center of the room. Okay. And the four songwriters are in a circle. So it was me and my my peers, my classmates, who I'm very close with at this point. They're all really talented songwriters. I was so lucky to be able to play with them. We are. I'm closer to them than I was is than I am to you right now, and we're all just staring at each other. And there's people all around us staring at us, <laughs> so it Dude. feels a little bit weird because you're you're looking at the other songwriters and you know everyone else is looking at you, <laughs> and you're all like, you're like, oh, we're here, we're at the Bluebird, and, okay, and it's tight too. <laughs> yeah. It's a love ceiling it's, environment. It's, it's tight. The show sold out in two minutes. What? And I and obviously weren't me and uh, the other songwriters. We're not we're not famous. We're still college students. So it's just everybody wants to go see songwriters at the Bluebird. So it feels very surreal. You're like, okay, I really can't mess this up. That's so <laughs> cool. That's awesome. But it That's was so great. Cool. It was so great. There were people afterwards that came up to us and asked to take pictures with us. I felt like a celebrity. It was very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel like? Um, you know, Nashville is a a grind of a city as a musician um, or, or from the outsider's perspective looking in, what does the support level look like uh, or feel like maybe is better the word. Have you, have you experienced enough of that to kind of feel that yet? Is it a supportive community? Is there, do you feel the, uh, the fight for opportunity from other people. I don't know what the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Competition. It, yeah, is there is there like a level of competition that kind of keeps people at odds or do you feel like it's just completely supportive or how are you feeling about that so far? I think it definitely depends on the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, but the Nashville music scene is actually a pretty small community for mm-hmm. how many people are there. Um, and most people are cheering each other on. I found that most of the songwriters and industry professionals who have succeeded in their field, they want other people to do the same. They want other people to do well. Um, 
So I feel lucky having graduated. I've met so many people through my internships, through playing shows, through just going down to Nashville and eating dinner and striking up conversation with the people next Mm -hmm. to me. I've met so many songwriters, producers, um, audio engineers that I still keep in contact with now. And we still meet up for coffee once a month. And we're still working on projects together. So I have found the Nashville music scene to be a really welcoming collaborative space. Um, But again, I think I got into it the right way. I think that being in, again, not to make this sound like an ad for college, but (laughs) I think being in that program and having the opportunity to um, go to networking events through the school was was very, very helpful. Mm. Do you, uh, I I don't know, I I certainly wasn't uh, smart enough to do it at 21 or at your age. But do you kind of look, uh, are you able to ta- take a a step far enough back at your age and look at the landscape of what the music scene looks like down there? And are you able to see that maybe it's more uh, building relationships and, and being build, building that supportive community, community within relationships that you make that will that that kind of give that support net does it look like that down there does it uh, or does it look different i don't I, I don't even know what that question really is but uh, no i get what you mean <laughs> i've definitely and again i've been i've been lucky with my experiences i've found a lot of not like not old but like older female songwriters people who have graduated college or, or have been working in the industry for a few years who have been so kind to me who have co-written with me and given me contacts for producers. Um, yeah, I just, I've been really actually pretty surprised by how welcoming everybody is in Nashville. And again, I, I'm sure like you'll always meet people who who suck of in course. any industry. Of course, absolutely. Um, but for like the vast majority of encounters I've had, people seem to be excited about the fact that I'm a songwriter. People seem to be excited about the fact that I'm a musician, um, whereas not necessarily, obviously Columbia, South Carolina is not a music city, but I would Mm -hmm. tell people that I wanted to be a songwriter there and they would go, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That's not a job. (laughs) (laughs) Proves them wrong. Thanks, mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's awesome. (laughs) You're doing it the right way by building those relationships. And I think, I mean, I can tell you're passionate about it and people probably take you serious because you are so passionate about it. Um, and I guess going back to your parents, so I guess, yeah, after the 50 songs, they've been supportive ever since, it sounds like. And- <laughs> yeah, they're really... My my parents have always always been really supportive, even when I think they didn't want to be. Because <laughs> I was talking to my mom about this a couple weeks ago when I got offered my my big girl job, I called her and we both screamed on the phone because we were so excited. Um, but she told me, she was like, I was I was a little worried. I was going to maybe tell you to pick something else, but I didn't say anything and I'm glad that I didn't. You know, I was like, mom, if you had said anything, I wouldn't have changed my mind. And, and, and as a parent, I'm sure the thing that she wants more than anything is for you to be happy and follow your dreams and do the things mm-hmm. that you know, even if you don't get paid, uh, even if you have to have roommates your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, look, are you happy? Mm-hmm. I think that's what any parent wants uh, as much as anything. So, like, what does uh, what does songwriting look like for you now? Do you do a lot of co-writes and collabs or do you do a lot of stuff on your own? Or uh, is it a time-based thing to where you kind of set aside time? Or is it just based on whenever you get an idea? What does it look like? Um, definitely a lot different than when I was younger. Um, I would just let the muse strike me. Yeah. Um, but now I co-write more than I ever thought I would. I'm co-writing two or three times a week, either with people I go to school with or other people in the city that I've made friends with. Um, and I used to be so, so terrible at co-writing. I used to be so (laughs) bad at it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Um, but I was I was forced to do it at school, and I got so much better at it. Again, not I just need to stop advertising college. Hey, no, it's um, good. We believe in college here and education, don't we, buddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of us pass, <laughs> some of us don't. 
But yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of co-writing, a lot of collaborating. I still like to try to find time. I I always try to do one song a week that I've written by myself. Um, whether it's good or whether it ends up being something I think is terrible, at least if I've completed a song that week, I feel like I'm moving forward mm. and kind of exercising those creative muscles. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to write as much as I can, which honestly isn't that hard because it's what I do so what most do you, of my free time. What do you uh, What do you do with those songs? I mean, even if the the bad ones, do you put them on? You know, record them on your phone, or do you uh, just go? All right, it's done. Put it in the folder and move on because it's out. I got it out of my system. If it's most of the songs that I write are not songs that will end up getting recorded, I end up not discarding them, but I I have a drive for my songs. I'm. All of the chords are there. All of my demos are there. Um, and sometimes I'll go back to them. I'll rewrite them. And some of the songs that I've released are songs that I wrote years before and then mm-hmm. came back to them and fixed them up. Um, yeah, it just kind of depends on whether I feel like it's something that that other people need to hear or whether it was something that was maybe just written so that I would feel a little bit better about myself that yeah. day. Yeah, just kind of like a... F.U. World song. Yeah, exactly. And do you normally start like just with the acoustic guitar or do you come up with melody lines sometimes separate? Because like on the on your recordings, there's a lot of production on those. But I'm, Does it start with the acoustic guitar most of the time? I'm usually, I'm mostly now writing on the acoustic guitar. I was in this little phase where I would only write on piano. I was going to say you had um, a lot of stuff yeah. piano based <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, and I still, I, I'm not nearly as good at piano as I am at guitar um if i even am good at guitar who knows Um, as long as you can do what you uh, need um, to do you are but i i've gotten back into writing on the guitar because i do think like i said at the beginning i want all of my songs to still have that singer songwriter vibe even if they're big pop productions Mm -hmm. i want you to be able to imagine them stripped back or or be able to hear them stripped back and not think this is super weird. <laughs> so is it is it uh, harder for you to convert a song you write on piano onto the acoustic? Um, honestly, it kind of it kind of depends. Sometimes I'll have sometimes if it's a guitar song, I'm like, this can't be played on piano. It's a guitar song, duh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have strong feelings about it. And some songs are are piano songs, and they're not guitar songs. Um. Do you find uh, writing on piano helps in the melody writing more than the lyric writing? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think so. Just kind of lends it more to Mm -hmm. send you in places. Absolutely. I get to be a little bit more creative, I think, on the piano with it. Um, Probably because I I don't know the instrument as well. (laughs) So piano is your second instrument? mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I always, not that I ever write on piano or anything, but it just seems like, because it's all right there in front of you, and you can just, you can write, it It kind of writes itself sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I do, like uh, melodically, the way you write is so um, sweet to the ear, you know, if that makes sense. It's just, yeah, it is. Because I love a good melody line. I'm, I'm like, I'm a, he's a lyric guy. I'm like a music guy and melody guy, I would say. And, and there's something about a good melody that plays like an instrument to me. And your melodies do that. And your vocal choices. That's another thing I wrote down. I love your vocal choices. Um, so have you found like writing now compared to when, you know, your younger self, um, has has your melody line and and your knowledge of music and songwriting changed the way that you write, especially like melodically? I'm sure lyrically, of of course you've matured and have grown, and and that's going to evolve with time. But do you think like there were things you were hearing when you were 14 that you still hear now uh, that make sense, or or, or or do you think all of it has been an evolution? Um, I think that obviously there are, there are themes to my music. I think I'm always talking about 
feelings of uncertainty and trying to find your place and wanting to be accepted. Um, you know, all those super fun topics. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a space where songwriting lives, though. Absolutely. For sure. Because um, I think everybody can kind of relate to that sort of 100%. vulnerability and that confusion. I feel like it's it's a universal feeling. All of mm-hmm. us kind of have it at some point in our lives. Um but definitely as I've gotten older, I think that my songs have gotten more introspective. Uh, you know, I said that I used to write about how I wanted I wanted my life to look like, how I would imagine my life. And I'm definitely writing more about how my life as it is now. Um, which is either, again, like very exciting. A lot of great things happen <laughs> and also a lot of bad things happen because I'm in my 20s. It's That's life. how it goes. <laughs> it's life, man. Life is weird yeah. and it, it gets us all on Absolutely. certain days. <laughs> That's just ev- pretty much every day is me calling my mother and just being like, why? Why? Why does? <laughs> well, how does it work like this? Yeah. <laughs> is, is this what it's like all the time? She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's so what it's been it, like. That's what it's, it's been like the whole like time. This. It's been weird, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're definitely at a at a very very fun, interesting, introspective. Your songwriting is going to be very interesting in the next few years because your your growth as a person coming out of, of school, into this job, into downtown living, into the grind, um, with an ability to put pen to paper that is unique and very, very honed. I think your skill as a songwriter is so, so honed and sharp. Um, and, and, and that's what everybody on the, the strip that plays all those games, that's what they yearn for. They right. want to be the one that plays and sings the original stuff. Um, but not a, all of them have that ability. You can go, it, it's it's a dime, down in Nashville, it's a dime a dozen to see somebody play a guitar that you walk in and go, that's the best guitar player I've ever seen. Then you walk six things down, you go, that's, that's the best guitar <laughs> player I've ever yeah. seen. That's the best fiddle player I've ever seen. But, take them out of that setting with an acoustic guitar and their own thoughts and imagination and lyrics and and tell me where you are. I don't think that that's a skill that most can touch. And you have that, you have a great, great skill set. I just love what you're doing. I'm super excited to see what you do the next few years, for sure. Thank you, guys. All right, you got to do three questions, Brent. So we hear another song first? No, we'll just do the credits. We'll do the questions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hit a button. What'd I hit, man? Uh uh-uh, uh, don't touch nothing. You got a sound effect board? No, I wish we did. We should we need one. That would be so cool. There we, we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, you know, I know, them, I know you? the questions. I don't need the paper. I still don't know them, okay. man. Okay, these are Brad's questions. So, this is Brad's studio. He's up in North Dakota. Looking you, at the northern lights. He sent us a picture this morning. Sent us pic- yes. Oh my God. It was amazing. That's insane. So did you sidebar real quick? The they could be seen from Kentucky yesterday. We're too close to the city lights. It could be seen in 30 states. There was a solar flare last night, and the northern lights could be seen in 30 states. I Is didn't that know. why? Because a solar flare? Yeah. Yeah. There was like a solar flare that caused you could see the northern lights in like the whole northern part of the US. Like, like an hour from, like sure. between Kentucky and Bowling Green, they were seeing the, the Northern Lights last night. Not like, not, not, not like North Dakota. Didn't I didn't know. We were, out we're, there. we're too close to the city. We wouldn't have seen it here because of Even the city us? lights. Yeah, we're too close to the city. You're the highest point in this county. You couldn't see. She may have been able to see them in Nashville, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro. No, maybe. I don't know. Okay. There's more lights down Three there questions. We have to do this for Brad or he'll fire us. Okay. <laughs> okay. The first. The first question is. What is something non-musical that everyone should know about you? I, oh my gosh, I love to cook. Um, All right. My dad taught me how to cook um, because he's great at it. Okay. Um, And baking as well. I'm also a huge fan of that every year. Like like treats? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Baked goods. I love (laughs) treats. Every year for my birthday, um, my dad would make... It's called, it was our lynch cake. It's a secret family recipe, secret chocolate cake. Again, I wasn't allowed to know it. My dad wasn't allowed to know it. 
Until, again, one year, he's like, Mom, you're not going to be here for my kid's birthday. So I'm going to have to make the cake. Can you please send me the recipe? And she goes, yeah, sure. Go into your pantry. Goes into the pantry. Grab the Hershey's box. Look on the back. Our secret family recipe was the Hershey's chocolate cake. <laughs> 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 cake um, but I do still, I do love to cook. I do love to bake. I still do it with my dad a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, know, awesome. I think she was fibbing, dude. I think there's still a secret recipe out there somewhere. She's just she keeping it from us. Yeah. <laughs> now you know where to add the love, right? <laughs> what? She'll hear this episode and call me and be like, you know that that's the recipe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the recipe. I swear. I swear. Um, that's awesome. Bless, bless their heart on Top Hill po- uh, Podcast for saying something like that. <laughs> okay. Next question is, tell us about a nightmare gig or something funny or crazy that's happened like oh, on man. stage. I started playing in bars when I was like 11 or 12. So, <laughs> so like, I've got a lot of stories. I played a lot of shows like where I was the only or where my mother was the only audience member. Like, I got paid to show up, but nobody else was there. So it was just very confusing. But I, there was this one gig. It was at a bar. I think I was 13. Um, and I'm, I'm playing my first song at the second set. I'm like, hi, I'm Sophia. It's nice to meet you. I'm going to play this song. It's Jolene by Dolly Parton. Um, I start playing it. And this guy is at the back of the bar. And he's facing the bar, so his back is to me. And he just... Just raises his hand like that, <laughs> to, and for, holds it there for a second, and then he goes, F this song! This song! I hate this song! Play something else! Kick that guy out of the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. I said, Thank you so much. <laughs> and then I kept playing. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. that's that would be terrible. He he was what just a, a bitter dude oh, who yeah. married Jolene and uh, Jolene yeah, exactly. left him. Hit a nerve with him or something. No kidding, a hundred percent. Wow, that's terrible. All Screw right. that guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay, last question is: Who is the last? We we'll not only say like local artist, but we'll say Nashville or regional from Murfreesboro um, that you have seen. Lately, I have been, I've been listening, or is it okay if I say who I've been listening to lately? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's this artist, she's from Charleston, South Carolina, but she's based in Nashville now. And I saw her for the first time at a show in South Carolina. Her name is Hannah Wickland. Hannah Wickland. And her band, Hannah Wickland and the Stepping Stones. That's a good are a band name. folk rock band. Um, they're absolutely incredible. If you want to check out a song, yeah, it's called it Bomb Through the Breeze, but... She was so nice to me. Again, another female songwriter who I talked to her after one of her shows at this music conference. I think she was 21 at the time and I must have been, again, like 16. She was so kind to me. She took my card and told me that she would listen to my music. Um, she gave me a free hat with, with her no band's logo kidding. on it. And she told me that I was going to succeed. Uh, she probably doesn't even remember that, but I do. I still follow you on Instagram, and I hey. love your music. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, she's that's a they're a great band. Awesome. All right. So well, I guess uh, speaking of great music, want to play some of the song? Absolutely. All right. What are you gonna play for us? I'm gonna do "Kill the Queen." This is the one coming out this summer. I wish I had a release date but just pretend that this summer is a specific date (laughs) (laughs) all right Screw you and you and I. 
I deserved your cruelty Why do you look so guilty? I spilled my secret, shared my flaws Then bam, it hit me in the thick of it all You never cared, never cared at all out with the clean version halfway through I forgot about it so. <laughs> <laughs> no don't worry it's all good it's a button no it was a, appreciate a beautiful it. <laughs> thank Love you it. sometimes that word is needed and it was for that so <laughs> exactly that's that's how I feel my my grandmother didn't feel the same way <laughs> well, grandmothers mostly don't especially you know <laughs> you, you, you learn that so uh like I guess uh tell us moving forward what what uh what do you have in store for us? Do you have any shows coming up? Do you have, uh, what are the plans? I know you got a release coming out this summer. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we're working right now on getting the single cover and the music video finished up, which is ah, music super video. exciting. Oh, hey. Um, I always, again, I always feel like more important than I actually am when I get nah. to like do a photo shoot or a music video shoot. I feel very fancy. <laughs> um, I've got graduation coming up, which is not music related, but Exciting, nonetheless. Congratulations. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And then these next couple of months, I'm going to be working on um, booking some shows. I'll be playing some Nashville venues near you. Um, And also continuing to record my music. So I'm hoping to get this single out. Like I said, it'll be out in in this summer. (laughs) Hopefully the album will be out before the end of the year. So that's, again, just really exciting stuff. All right. And to uh, all our listeners that want to find you, find you on the socials, uh, Spotify, where where do they they look for you? Yeah. So you can search my name. Uh, My mom decided to spell it wrong. Uh, It's S-O-F-I-A-L-Y-N-C-H, Sophia Lynch. Or you can find me at sophialynchmusic.com. 
Sophia Lynch music on Instagram and TikTok. I'm hilarious over there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So basically, if you search up Sophia Lynch music, I will pop up. If you search it with a PH, I can't promise that I will. (laughs) So I spell Sophia one more time. S-O-F-I-A. S-O-F-I. Oh, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Look. (laughs) Oh. Oh, he spelled it with a PH, man. Uh, Oh. Sorry about that. Oh, I might that. walk out of here mad. Don't you do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, I spelled it right on the title of the recording right there. Look at that. I don't see that. Because <laughs> I remembered from I Spotify. Even... I remembered. There you go. Good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we let you out of here, you got to play us another one. Absolutely. All right, tell, tell us what we're going to hear. All right. Uh, this song is called... I'm going to end, actually, with a country song. Uh This is one that I am not planning on releasing. Um, Interesting. I like that. But I played it at the Bluebird. Everybody had fun. Um, I wrote this song when I was 16. It was the first country song I ever wrote. Now I've written a bunch of them. My uncle Mike reached out to me out of the blue. We don't really text. And he said, Hi, Sophia. You've got to write a song about day drinking. (laughs) And I said, Hi, Mike. First of all, I'm 16. Second of all, <laughs> how are your kids? Like, <laughs> what's up? Um, but I ended up I ended up writing the song that night when he texted me and still have not partaken in day drinking. Uh, but you're too young. You're so young. Yeah, that's when you're over like 30. Yeah, you get yeah. to 30, you'll do some day drinking. Don't worry. But that's what the song is called, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Awesome. I got wine for my sorrows, I got whiskey for my woes, and I'm trying to make it on my own, so I think I'll grab a bottle while I'm thinking about you, for us there's no in my hand 